I was laughing that that girl said that on the last one said that she loved your intro music. I uh-huh. love it. Every time I oh, hear yeah? it, I'm like, I love this. And then she said something. Yeah, it's, I like my intro music. Shall we begin? <laughs> yes. This is Unspoken Secret, episode 21. We're old enough to drink now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Uh, but we're not going to talk about drinking. We're going to talk about sex. Oof. And I can tell just by saying the word, my plays just skyrocketed. Everyone's <laughs> listening. Yeah, and everyone is aroused. Everyone's aroused. <laughs> everyone's a little kinky. Yeah. Ugh. Can that be your, like, title? Just, like, caps, sex. I, honestly, it's probably what I'm going to do. And just have it be sex. And then post it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Post it everywhere. Yeah. With pictures. <laughs> yes. Hurry, let's cover up this window. Wiki. How, <laughs> how to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have you ever recorded? No. Podcast or anything no. like that? I'm a first timer. First timer? Yeah. Mm, you're a virgin. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. That's what happens when you think about sex. Yeah. You forget about everything else. Yeah, that's all I can think about is sex. Yeah, I've never never been on a podcast. Yeah. I like it's, to listen to them, but I yeah. It's good. So we're gonna talk about sex. Cool. And all the things revolving around that because I think it is uh, underappreciated. I mean, everybody loves sex. <laughs> so it's True. not underappreciated in that way, but no one talks about it. Right. And that's understandable to an extent. I think there are some problems with yeah. not talking about it. And I think a lot of it is people just don't know how to talk about it in a healthy way. And so they don't. Because it's easier just to avoid it. That's true. Because um, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about it. Well, I it's do. It's weird. <laughs> okay, about you're going to take over. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where should we begin? I think we should talk about when we should tell when is kids. When do we start talking about it? I think, so I was telling you earlier, I took a healthy sexuality class at BYU. Wait, so you say sexuality, like... Do they touch base on, like, just, like, sexual just intimacy? Just heterosexuality. Okay. Intimacy. Yeah. Are we it's still BYU. Or <laughs> yeah, no queer yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. We're getting there. Um, that's another topic. Uh, but uh, they suggested that, especially because pornography is becoming younger and younger, exposure, at least, and... Uh, there's also been a trend of puberty starting younger and younger that around the age of seven, eight, maybe even nine, uh, you should start talking to your kid about sex frequently, like once a month. That's so interesting. But at the same time, I think I would rather do that than have my kids look it up on the internet. Yeah, because that's, you, you need to teach them before they have all those hormones and feelings because it's scary. Nobody likes puberty. No, Everybody hates it's it. It's like 
all of a sudden you are like changing, but like nobody's warned you about it, right? Like we all go yeah. to maturation in what fifth grade, and they all of a sudden like pop this picture up of like a fully developed man and woman. And you're and like, you're that's s- that's like, gonna be me. Sick, right? But I also remember like going home that night and like flipping through the book, being like, seriously. Like, this is going to happen? Like, ew, I have to look like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Ew. Yeah. Like, that's for old people, right? Like, ew. Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary. And so you need to establish a good relationship with your body and sex before they, like, go through it so you can, like, kind of hold their hand through it. Right. And every kid is going to be different, and they're not all going to be fully comfortable with that. Um so you don't have to, like, force your kids to talk about it with you. But you should definitely at least have a dialogue mm-hmm. about it frequently. And then once they start actually going through puberty, um, they suggest talking about it once a week. Which seems excessive. Which Yeah, which does seem excessive. Like, I honestly was like, I don't know if I could do that. No. But her reasoning was, if you're talking about it that frequently, you're going to... Uh, uncover all of these questions and concerns that they have as they're going through it, as they are going through it, and they'll feel comfortable talking to mom and dad about it. Right. It's interesting, though, because I feel like the world that we live in is so... I mean, everyone's preaching, like, body positivity right now, Mm -hmm. right? But I think people forget that it's not Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever that's going to, like, make us feel good about ourselves Mm -hmm. but our parents it's like you said like it starts with the parent of the children to have a good relationship with themselves Mm -hmm. and be in a good healthy intimate relationship with their spouse Mm -hmm. and be able to portray that to their children yeah you know and help them recognize that their body is a gift it's beautiful and it's okay to have questions about it and call it what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's called a penis. It's called a vagina. It's true. You got it. <laughs> and I can but tell. It's, but it's, but like we were talking about earlier, because it's not used, like those words are funny. Yeah. It's people. They're hilarious. Like their ears perk up when you say that. They're like, oh, did he just, did he just say that yeah. on a real? podcast? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I said that. Because that's and everyone's, what it is. like, turning it off so like, their moms This is inappropriate. This is explicit. Yeah. It's like, it's really not because people connect those genitalia with sex. Right. And, yes, they are used for sex, but there are also a lot of other purposes yeah. to that. I mean, I guess there's not a ton. <laughs> okay, this is my big question. So I teach preschool. Okay. And I always – so I teach a two-turning-three class, just tiny little babies, and then I teach a four-turning-five. And those four-year-olds that turn five while they're in preschool get very curious, mm-hmm. right? And you're always, like, hands in the pants and I got an itch or, you know, just holding themselves. Mm-hmm. And I never know how to, like, approach it because I never want them to be like, oh, that's bad. But also I want them to know that, like, we're It's at not school. socially acceptable. Right. Yeah. I think... Maybe just teaching them in the same way that you don't, like, 
urinate <laughs> in front of other people, good. you do that in private. And there's nothing wrong with it. You need to pee. <laughs> you need to itch. You need to itch. <laughs> like, there's nothing to be ashamed. Everyone does that. It's just something that you do in private because that's something that's personal to you and nothing to be embarrassed about. But don't do it in front of everyone. Right. I don't know. But it, it is hard teaching kids that because they they don't have any of those sexual feelings at all. And so they don't understand why why can't I do that? I scratch my forehead. I scratch my head all the time. Like, yeah. do I have to do that in secret? Like, <laughs> I just thought of the funniest thing. So there's this little boy that I nanny. And he just turned five yesterday, actually. But I've been nannying him since he was born. And he has this new thing where he will stuff the blanket like under his penis and like prop it up when he's sleeping oh yeah <laughs> and it's seriously like every time i go in there i'm just like laughing so hard because i'm like <laughs> Why? Why is he, <laughs> he just needs like, that support <laughs> it's like the extra. funniest thing in the world i'm like obviously i'm not gonna ask him i don't want to embarrass him mm-hmm. or anything but i think he's like oh my gosh like i can move my penis and i can stick my blanket under it if i want to yeah you know? like Got to make it feel comfortable. and Because yeah. that's just as important as where my head's laying, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you got to take care of every part of your body. <laughs> yeah. But I just so. think that's so funny because, it, I mean, it's not going to do anything for him. Mm-hmm. So there's no harm, right? There's no need for his parents to say, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I had, I have a sister who doesn't do it now, but when she was young, little, little. Uh, she also would kind of do the same thing. She had a blanket that whenever she was watching TV, she would just, like, kind of straddle it and, like, sit on top of it. We called it, like, riding the horsey. Because <laughs> not only would she sit on it in between her legs, she would bounce. <laughs> and I do remember, like, I was I was always uncomfortable with it. I think my parents might have been uncomfortable because we're, like... His little sister's grinding on her blanket. That's so awesome. Like, you can't do that. And she just didn't understand. She's like, why can't I do that? Like, it's fun. It's like, it's not pleasurable to her. Like, she's not doing it for that reason. Right. It's the same as bouncing on a ball. Like, it's, or like swinging on a swing. Like, it was just a fun thing for her to do. That's Anyway. It's interesting, though, because we almost take away their innocence. When Early. telling them, yeah, when saying, like, oh, don't do that, you know, don't put your hand on your pants, don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't go riding on your little horsey <laughs> while watching TV because, to me, that's wrong, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not. Yeah. Nothing about it is wrong. Yeah, they're afraid that it'll lead to something else and cause other problems and, oh, we don't want to deal with that. And It's hard because you don't want them to think that their body is gross and dirty. Um, Especially because, like, whenever you go to the bathroom, you usually wash your hands. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of affiliate, oh, I used the bathroom, I touched myself, and so I am now dirty. Right. I have to wash my hands. hands. And you should be washing your hands anyway, like, regardless. It's the same with, like... Like, it can be totally clean. (laughs) Right. It's just... Dirty. You should be washing your hands frequently throughout the day, and that's a convenient time to do it. But but you think about, that's usually when young boys figure out, like, masturbating like, in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, then, and they, then they feel dirty. And then they wash themselves and they get out, right? Because mm-hmm. 
and they're hiding. It's a little bit darker than the rest of the house. You know, wash and get out. And I'm clean again, right? Yeah, don't Don't tell anyone. Don't talk about it. Because if you do, you find out, oh, shoot, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oops. You have to develop the relationship beforehand and help them understand it's okay to be aroused. I think, especially within the church, we teach, like, you have to keep it all in. You have to succumb, not succumb, like <laughs> abstinence and all abstinence and all things. Like you can't even, yeah, you can't even be aroused. You can't feel any erotic feelings, and being aroused is not wrong. It's what you do with it. Right. And I think it's like it's a skill to be able to recognize. Okay, for example, as a man, I have an erection, I am aroused, but I can sit with that. I can be comfortable with that, and I can control that energy and put it towards something else. Right. And it doesn't have to drive my sexual energy and sexual activities. Right. But it's also okay for it to do that. You know what I mean? In the right place and yeah. with the right okay. person. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I think often in the church, like, I think more the male than the female is very excited for their wedding night, right? Mm-hmm. Here in Utah. They've never had sex before. Because everyone knows that's when... Yeah, we have sex for the first time. Mm-hmm. And they're almost like, well, shoot. Like, we better turn off all the lights because you can't see me naked. Because I have very bad body image. Mm-hmm. Not I've a lot of confidence. Taught, right? Never expose myself right. to anybody. And Not then, that you should walk around naked. But, but also, like... To be like, yeah, I know my body and I know it's a gift mm-hmm. and I'm going to own it. Yeah. You know? And everybody looks pretty ugly naked. Like, Oh, naked bodies are hideous. They are disgusting. And like people who are like, oh my gosh, like I love a naked body. I'm like, are we from the same planet? Yeah. Like it's no, disgusting. Not me. Yeah. Like unless you are like seriously aroused you can like (laughs) convince yourself that a naked body is attractive and that's where pornography becomes an issue but if you're not aroused try looking at pornography like it is not attractive no it's disgusting it's disgusting and you are like ew we do this i'm ashamed to be a human yeah literally like it's disgusting but it's so interesting that like people get to their wedding night like i've had friends wait like days because they're afraid yeah because not because they're like, oh, it's going to hurt, but they seriously are like, I cannot get naked in front of him. Like, how sad is that? Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. You, it's, uh, I don't know, like. What's the answer? You need to, you need to be taught. You need to yeah. learn beforehand. Sex education is lacking in so many areas. I, I so I like to joke that there's four different types of sex. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> it's, no, it's funny. So the first, the most common, or at least the most well-known, is vaginal sex. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Everyone knows that's like the sex, what most people... make babies. how you make babies. It's right. what's most appropriate, depending on what your morality is. Um, and then there's oral sex. Right. Which... You don't have to describe. Which can be <laughs> controversial for some people. Um, but, like, if you like doing that, please mm-hmm. don't let us stop you. <laughs> <laughs> then there's anal sex. 
which again I've never understood, but yeah, that one I have some thoughts on that one. <laughs> and like then the last one is navel sex. <laughs> Really? Like some Is that a thing? No, it's not. Okay. But I mentioned that because I know people who thought that that's where the penis goes is in the belly button okay, in so, the navel. And how far can that go? Not very well. Through, it bruises. Really? And suddenly <laughs> like, they're going to the doctor saying my stomach is bruised. I don't understand. I had sex. I had sex, as you can see. <laughs> like, how come I'm not getting pregnant? And they have to teach them. Like, I know several people. That's horrible. Who, that's, they both, like, neither one of them realized that, no, it does not go in that hole. So, growing up, I, like, my parents are awesome. <laughs> but we watched movies as young kids that we probably shouldn't have watched. So, I remember, like, watching it and, like, high school kids being in their health class right and them ha- passing around the basket of condoms mm. and I was like is that gonna happen when I get to high school and my mom's like not in Utah and I'm like that's Why? weird <laughs> right like what the and then I got older and I'm like we just teach don't have sex it's just abstinence yeah like do not have sex and we never talk about safe sex or what that even entails or how mm-hmm. to have safe sex or, you know, if you're going to be sexually active, these are the best ways to keep yourself safe from diseases, disease, right? And like death. infections and it's so yeah. real. It's, it's awful. Like yeah. people don't understand. They also don't understand like the different levels of sex because they just learn what the actual vaginal penetration is. Right. And they don't learn about the other three kinds, <laughs> minus the navel. <laughs> Most importantly, navel sex. Navel sex. That's, that's where it's at. That's the best kind of sex. I can speak from experience. <laughs> I was like, probably. Of the four, that's my favorite. Um, they don't understand the different levels of having sex, like just touching and grinding, like things that, like arouse the same feelings as having sex but not without penetration and so people then use that as an excuse as oh we didn't have sex but we both had an orgasm (laughs) right and you're like Like, okay okay. (laughs) i remember in high school or probably as young as middle school the word where i was living um that everyone used for like dry humping was derfing oh my gosh and i remember like, the first time one of my girlfriends, like, coming to a sleepover or something and telling me, like, yeah, I derfed with my this boyfriend guy. last night, right? And we were in eighth grade. And I remember being like, what the hell is derfing? <laughs> you know? And so I, like, finally asked, and somebody's like, oh, it's, like, dry humping. And I was like... What? Okay. Like, that's a thing. That's how we kiss. You know? Really? I haven't had my first kiss yet. Yeah, you think... She's like, yeah, just get on top of him and derf him. And I was like, awesome. That's that's where that's it's healthy. at. That's a great relationship. That's, that's how healthy. you express love. If, he, if you're not doing that, how does he know? Tell me this, though. Okay. You're 14. Okay. Where are you derfing? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. You know what I mean? But I think that's the other thing is, like, she had no idea. She probably had no idea what she was doing for him. 
or for herself. Yeah. Like, there is a difference between male and female, and female just don't understand. Like, there's this really sad statistic that from first, like, penetration to first orgasm is an average of, like, two years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, because they just don't realize. Like, what? (laughs) Right. But then it seems so simple for a guy. It is. You know what I mean. It's very intuitive is the word I would use. Really? I would say, like, it's for a male to achieve an orgasm. Like, it almost happens without you realizing. Whereas female, like, they... I mean, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah, you have to understand and know different things. There's a lot going on. Well, and it's interesting that, like, every female's different. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you talk to a lot of people and you, like, will read about healthy sex. And people are like, it's not always just about the penetration. Mm -hmm. Right? For a woman, because it's so much more complex. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's great. And the man doesn't understand that. And there's a lot of research and things about all those kinds of things. But, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of problems. And I don't know how to, I'm not a sex expert. Me neither. I feel like I understand sex better than most straight people. (laughs) I wouldn't mind being a sex expert. I know, I would would (laughs) love it. But I listened to a podcast once, so I, I was getting my hair done. She's like one of my good friends from high school. And she was like, do you like podcasts? I'm like, I love podcasts. And she was like, I want to show you something. I was like, okay. And it's just like this cute LDS girl from Salt Lake does this podcast. And she has her mom on who is very well. She's a sex expert. Expert. She's not a therapist. um, And she says that a lot throughout it. But like her goal is just to normalize sex. Yeah. Not in an unhealthy or unsafe way, right? Yeah, but, not in the way that the media does it. Right. But she also, like, brings up, like, in a healthy sexual relationship, like, it's okay to bring in toys and it's okay to, like, masturbate in front of your partner because... It's about the connection. Exactly. Because that's arousing for your partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it's for the relationship, to better the relationship, to bring closeness and intimacy, then of course. But I thought that was so interesting because I feel like, especially in Utah, like, you do not talk about masturbation. Yeah, it's never acceptable in any situation. Never, never, never. Never. But she totally, I mean, she's like in her 60s and she's like, my husband and I masturbate all the time with each other and we use toys and our sex life is so healthy and she's like, and I talk to my children constantly about their sex life and I give them tips and I give them advice and I tell them what to go buy and what's awesome and mm-hmm. you know the difference between an oil-based and a water-based lube and I just thought it was super interesting it's not a conversation I think I would ever want to have with my mother yeah. just to, like hear about her my dad's sex life all the time yeah but great you know so good for them that, yeah you need that they have that yeah you need a good source for this kind of information because kids will get the answers to their questions. They will. It's scary. The internet is so scary. It's so easy. And I'm like very upset, especially with the male like side of it. Whereas like we focus so much on modesty for the female, 
But for men, like, it's totally appropriate to never wear a shirt and to, like, wear super short shorts and, mm-hmm. and all those things. And maybe just because I'm gay. But, like, those things are arousing to me. Totally. And I think that's, like, even if girls aren't typically as, like, aroused, which I think is not true. Girls are definitely as horny as boys. Oh, without a doubt. Without but I a also doubt. think we don't physically show that. No, you right? definitely hide it better. But, but with, like, because you get, like, a literal erection, we would all know that you were aroused, right? Yeah. But, like, for me, like, you would never know. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's Like, I'm aroused right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you right? have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea what you're making me feel right now. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it just, it really bothers me that it's totally acceptable within society and within the church that... Men can walk around pretty much naked. You can show any body part except for the actual penis, and it's totally acceptable. Yeah, but I also hate that, like, women's modesty is always based off of what it makes a man feel. I don't like that. I hate that. I'm like, I'm sorry, but, like, those shoulders are not making him aroused. And if they are, he has the problem. <laughs> yeah. He needs I'm to like, figure okay, things out. Wearing a tank top is not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. If your boobs are hanging out, I can see why there's an issue. Uh-huh. Right? But it's not, you know, and the shorts to the knee. Hi, welcome to BYU. Mm-hmm. It's like that mm-hmm. if a man's gonna be aroused by a woman, the length of her shorts is not gonna affect that. Mm-hmm. And if it does, then the man has some serious issues that he needs to be able to figure out. Because just, I am i mean, you do need to respect your body. And I think that's the foundation for modesty. And it should be the focus mm-hmm. is the respect for your own body. And being able to, like, have some confidence and dignity with that. Um, but at the same time, by, like, covering up all those things, you're then almost making it a, a greater fantasy because it's secret. A fantasy to no one knows. the person attracted to you, Yeah, but a shame for you. Like, I remember growing up and, like, my parents, they didn't care what kind of swimsuits we wore. And, but I had a lot of friends who, like, could only wear one-piece swimming suits or mm-hmm. had to get the tankini, you know. And if we wanted to wear a bikini, my parents were like, to each his own, you know, whatever you want to wear, wear it. And mm-hmm. because if you feel good about yourself, like, great, like, be confident, be happy. If you feel comfortable in a one piece, cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, too chubby for a bikini now, so I always am rocking that one Same. piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always catch me in a one piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, ugh. I just, I don't like the double standard. Because I straight up have had, I've like seen people in junior high and high school show up without a shirt on. You're like, hi? I'm like, hello. And they did, they did get like told to like put a shirt on. But still, just the thought of them and like most everyone else saying, oh, that's fine. Like no one even thinks about it. But like, no. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is because people go swimming all the time and men aren't wearing shirts and. Things like that, but honestly, like just it just them bothers all me. Speeches and Seriously, I think it like it can be just Let's as. Let's normalize naked bodies. <laughs> okay, starting right now. 
I'm untying my shoe. <laughs> one item of clothing at a time. For every 10 minutes that we're in here, one item of clothing has to go. Starting with my shoes and my socks. Oh, that's too much. Put it back on. I'm aroused. Okay, it's back on. Sorry. Um, like, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> got you so turned You got on. me so... I can't think of anything but my erection. Um, like... It, I, I think it needs to be, like, one or the other. Like, I the boob thing, again, maybe it's because I'm gay, but I don't understand why boobs have to be, like, like it's such a big deal about it. They're objectified. Like, yeah. they're not a sex object. <laughs> no. It's a I, boob. Right. Like, I don't understand why guys are so obsessed with that. I feel like I'm a, just as obsessed with pecs as I am with boobs. But, like, I don't suddenly ejaculate when I see a peck. Like, Which, right. But, like, I feel like some guys can do. and do. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I I honestly think it's because they never see it. Yeah. But it's, like, <laughs> like the hardest part is it's, like, I don't want them to look at it. I don't True. want them to look at pictures of boobs or, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> you know? But, and like, I never, as a child, never wanted to see my parents naked. You know, no, I knew what the, the adult body looked like, you know, mm-hmm. from, like, accidentally walking in on, like, my parents getting dressed or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's not something you, like, I, like I said, teach preschool, and the younger kids, the two- and three-year-olds, have still have the bad habit of sticking their hand down their mother's shirt because mm. the boob is, like, soothing to them. Okay, they yeah. just barely stopped breastfeeding. Yeah, that's the source of food and right. comfort and love. Right. And so the kids, because I'm very large-chested, the little kids would always try and stick their hands down my shirt. Hmm. And it was hard because it's like, that's totally fine with your mom. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. But that's your mom. <laughs> but I'm your teacher, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? But without... Making them feel embarrassed or embarrassed. ashamed. Yeah, or ashamed. And like, but also sometimes they'd want to do it more. You yeah. know? So it's like, oh, it's secret. Like, I had one little boy that would always come up and like drum, <laughs> yeah, drum on my boobs. And my assistant would always be like, that's so inappropriate. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But, but are this you is gonna, a child. Yeah, but are you going to say to this two and a half year old in front of 12 other two and a half year olds, that what he's doing is inappropriate. Like he has no concept of What's what that inappropriate, is. Inappropriate, right? So I would be like, okay, buddy, you can't do that. You know, away mm-hmm. from everyone else. Yeah. Please don't do that. They're sensitive. Yeah. They hurt when you do that. Every time you touch me, I bleed a little. <laughs> <laughs> Just make him feel so bad. You're breaking my bones. <laughs> Like, they're supposed to be firm, and you're making them jiggle, and that's not okay. <laughs> keep it simple. Okay. You know. Just make something up. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the great way to do it. I've heard so many people share stories of euphemisms and metaphors for sex, and how, oh, when you have sex, it's like chewing gum, that you are now like, like, no one wants to chew chewed chew gum. gum. That's horrible. It is horrible. But that's what people teach. That's horrible. And nobody wants, like, nobody's going to want you after you've been used or whatever. Because your virginity is something that 
is like so important. And once you lose it, you can never get it back, which but I can understand. But at the same time, like I believe in their, the atonement. Right. I believe in repentance. Like if you've lost your virginity, that does not mean. Well, shit, you better go find it. Yeah, like <laughs> you got to go like. Yeah, it's interesting to me, especially because it's like so it's so shamed in our church. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to go right to the bishop. Mm-hmm. got to go hurry quick. Get over there, you know? Like, and there are some that will hug you and say, I love you. God loves you. And you're forgiven. Uh-huh. And there are some that are like, I have the power here. You know, give me all that you possess in the church, right? Give me your right to take the sacrament. Give me your right to attend the temple, wear your garments, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and they just take that, right? Instead of explaining why why you would not be able to do those things, mm-hmm. you know, but explaining that we love God so much that that's why we refrain from sin. Yeah. And just a further explanation on, like, what it actually is and, like, because so many people... I was told growing up all the time that, like, oh, just wait until marriage and it's worth it. And no one explains. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in my case, no. (laughs) But no one explains that, like, the reason it's worth it isn't because you're suddenly married and you have that marital status. It's because you have an emotional connection to someone. Right. It honestly has nothing to do with the sex. No. And that's why every time someone's engaged after two weeks, I'm like, if you're doing this to have sex... It's not going to be satisfying go to you. Go have sex. I would much rather you go have sex than marry someone and divorce them in a year. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? You, you honestly cannot develop an emotional connection with someone quick enough. No. Like, you need the time. Mm-hmm. And you, you need to also develop that relationship before having sex. Because yeah. you, you can't, like, go into just, like, suddenly having sex with this person and then, like try to have a relationship like it can work but no. it's really difficult yeah it does and it's not the same no. it's there's been study after study you need that emotional and like spiritual intimacy and connection with them first and then sex will just follow and it's right. a greater manifestation not even just like love. a spiritual connection but i do think that you need like a physical connection mm-hmm. you know like you need to have kissed and you need, you know, I sure hope you hug and, like, hold hands and, mm-hmm. you know. Cuddle. And yeah. All know. sorts of things. Yeah. That's a good thing to talk about, physical intimacy. Yeah. Going back, taking a step back from sex before the sex. Or after. Or during. <laughs> um, yeah, because a, a lot of people who go into... Unmarried. I wanted to say like non-married, but that sounds dumb. <laughs> sex, premarital sex. That's what I'm trying to think of. Who will just go and sleep around with a lot of people? It's because they have emotional and physical like needs not being addressed, right? And they're trying to fill that, yeah, with this sexual high. And no, there's healthier ways to do it. You need someone that you feel comfortable. I mean, kissing is kind of on the controversial side i don't know because i think i don't know do you believe in platonic kissing 
I was actually thinking about that when I was driving. Because I've thought about that a lot. driving down here. Can you kiss someone as a friend? Platonic relationships, yeah. Like lips to lips. Yeah. Platonically. Let's try it. (laughs) (laughs) Check the window. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Because I think a lot of the relationships that I've had are very platonic. Mm. And, but I don't know, I've never kissed a friend. I like, I don't know, like in stupid high school games, like, mm. like, yeah, I don't would you, what is it? What are the odds? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly feel like if the other person is comfortable, I think I would be okay with it. Like I wouldn't like want to, <laughs> but like, I don't know. But like if someone, for example, if I was like dared to kiss someone, I feel like I wouldn't have any problem no, kissing I, anyone. No. I never did growing up. Like, I was like, okay. I don't. It's as meaningful as I want to make it, <laughs> right. and it can be romantic or not Yeah. to me. Well, because like, you can just, like, turn it off, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so the reason I laugh about, like, platonic kissing is, so my grandpa is, like, the biggest kisser, and it's so gross because, like, we'll go to, like, leave his house, and he'll try and kiss us all on the lips. Really? Yes. Your grandpa my will. grandpa that's like, hilarious. Every time I'm like turning my face. Grandpa, like, stop. stop. <laughs> Literally, it's disgusting. I don't want to kiss you. And my mom has two sisters who always kiss each other. On the lips. Yes. And I always, like growing up, thought it was the weirdest thing. But they had just like normalized it. Yeah. Right? That's how they showed that certain individual how much they love them. And like they were the closest, they're the closest of the siblings. And hmm. so they would always kiss on the lips. But yeah. My That's grandpa interesting. wants to kiss everyone, and no one Just. wants him to kiss him. <laughs> so. That's funny. Sad, though. <laughs> no one wants to kiss him back. I'm sure but, my yeah. grandma does, but none of us. <laughs> yeah, even your grandma's like, no. Oops. That's <laughs> why he's trying to kiss everyone else. because <laughs> grandma won't put out. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. So, But, yeah, there's so many different ways to have that physical intimacy, holding hands, hugging, cuddling. Like, there is just a physical emotional need that people have and it does not have to be sexual no but also this could be a whole podcast of its own so platonic kissing no love languages oh oh yeah true because i like my sister-in-law does not like being touched she does not like hugging she i mean of course she like hugs my brother and with they have a specific healthy relationship. They have a very healthy relationship. But I think that there are people that even in a relationship don't desire as much. Like cuddling oh, sure. or kissing a ton, you know? They want to have the quality time or they feel loved through their gifts or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The service. Yeah, that so is I think it's so important true. to recognize that a healthy relationship definitely has or let me rephrase a healthy relationship is benefited always by physical intimacy is that the biggest contributor no okay i see what you're saying yeah true i can validate that yeah i mean i feel like i have so much to say and yet so little experience (laughs) (laughs) yeah like, I am by no way an expert on any of these things, but I do feel like I understand a lot of these things. Yeah. And Which I think that's, like, the best place to start. I is hope an understanding. So. Yeah. 
is to recognize my boundaries, what I like, what I want in a relationship, what I need (laughs) during sex, what gives me an erection, all those things. But, yeah. Let's talk about safe sex. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Use protection. Use protection. And... Please don't pay for it. Pay for sex? Yeah, please don't. Yeah. Tell that to that escort. (laughs) You know, honestly, if that's what you're into, if that's how you're making money, great. But... There's a better way. People just don't understand the risks. I know. It's so scary. Like, you can... You can die... Do people understand? Oh, yeah. You can die or never from having have sex. sex. Again. Like I actually, I have a friend who has HIV. Oh, it he was just me. and he got it from someone that told him that he was clean, but, but he, he wasn't. He lied. Oh, also, people don't get tested. People, yeah. I think that's another huge thing. Is like, and if, there are places to get tested for free. Yes, if you are. Having a lot of sex with a lot of people you might not know. Honestly, even just one person. You should get tested. But also, like, if you are stressed as crap, go donate your blood. Go donate your blood, and they will call you. And tell you if your blood is If your blood can't be used. Mm. Yes, they will let you know. So they say, I've never... Well, yeah, that totally makes sense, because they have to test the blood, because that's where it's... And that's, that's why, I mean, if you've donated blood, you get your finger pricked before you go. They stick it in. And but the thing is, I just can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been able to donate my blood. But it, that's like a, if you are so scared or embarrassed or ashamed, whatever you may be feeling, like, go donate your blood and they'll let you know. You know what I mean? That's a good, like, loop. Loophole. Yeah. But also, like, your doctor is probably so trustworthy. They're not going to, like, go tell your mom. They're not. Like, they're... So, like, just they're, go to I, I... Because I know so many people. I've had so many conversations with people. There are places you can go to for free that are confidential that will work with you and will get you free, like, birth control and Truvada or PrEP, which... You guys, birth control I don't know if you know what that is, free. but... free. It's always free. Thanks to Obama... Sorry, BYU. <laughs> um, yeah, Obamacare, actually, that was one of, like, the huge things, is birth control's free. So there are, like, online places you can look up to get birth control. You can just walk mm-hmm. in to any doctor, OBGYN. You can even go to the freaking dermatologist and get on birth control, and it's free. Yeah, like, there are options. And, yes, it can be scary, especially if you are... If your morals and standards don't live up to what you're doing or the people around you, and so you're Just embarrassed you or ashamed. Yeah. You guys, there's so many loopholes. Like, there Come are on. ways. Just It's just, I can't stress enough how important it is to be safe. Yeah. And also, some things that I've learned, some tips and tricks about safe sex with Love Bradley. Um, you one. can, a lot of people don't know this, but you can contract HIV, STDs, just through touching not even like penetration but just through your hands wow so if you are touching genitalia oh that makes more sense then yeah i mean hand holding i don't know (laughs) if you can get hiv from hand holding otherwise we're all screwed (laughs) but if you're touching that area you can get hiv also if you're participating in oral sex that makes sense um but 
along with participating in oral sex, um, yeah, whether you are giving or receiving, you can get it on either end because it can come from the mouth or into the mouth. So just be clear on that. You can get it anyway. But also afterwards, um, clean your mouth, but do not brush your teeth. Okay, that's a big one. Why? Because brushing your teeth causes little micro cuts, and that's where the infection can set in. So use mouthwash. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You guys, that's listen a huge to Bradley. One. Listen to Bradley. You need to use mouthwash. Hey, Alcohol-based. That is, honestly, I'm sure there are so many people out there that... That will do that, no especially if you've participated in oral sex and you feel guilty about it, the first thing you're going to do is brush and scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub. And you think that's helping, but no, you're actually setting it into your mouth. Oh, and you're you're most God. likely going to bleed, and you're going to then, it's going to get into your bloodstream. Like, no, do not brush your teeth. Use mouthwash. Everyone go by mouthwash. Go by mouthwash. Okay, quick little... That's why I always have some mouthwash with yeah, me. Perfect. Whenever they have, the moment arises. <laughs> um, quick little add-on. Make sure that if you're going to have sex with somebody, you talk to them about previous partners. Because you can find out, like, if somebody's been in, say, a homosexual relationship, mm-hmm. you know, we might be dancing around some... Risky water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so I have two great uncles. Two of my grandma's brothers died of AIDS. And one, he was married to the man. They both had it. Had sex, obviously, all their entire life. He ended up dying of AIDS. Then her other brother, he was the oldest, never had sex when he was like 19 years old, decided to experiment with a boy and didn't ask who he had. And he got AIDS. And he got AIDS. From him. And so he never had sex again. That was the one time he had sex. Yep, he never had sex again, not with a man, not with a woman, because he felt like he was ruined. Yeah, you don't want to give that to anyone no. else. That's, that's so awful. So I always just think, like, you have to ask. You need to know. And, like, if they don't know who they've been with, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, because it, it spreads and so break. easily. Condoms break. They're also super expensive. I don't know if you knew that, but they're really expensive. Um, I don't buy them often. I mean, I only buy them every other week, but <laughs> like every other my day. budget is like, <laughs> I'm running low. <laughs> yeah. I buy the Costco pack. Yeah, the big ones. <laughs> and I get large. it in bulk. Extra I get it in bulk, yeah, bulk. clearly. Um, okay. But yeah, you have to... You just have to be so careful. Like, diseases are everywhere. Bacteria is everywhere. Like, as well as people clean, like, you never know. You never know what they had before. And also, it does wash your privates blood. in the shower. Also, wash. pee after, urinate after for both the men and the women. Yes. Urinate, it cleanses things. It's an acid. It'll, like, kill stuff off. Like, even if you're trying to conceive, like, it's you're not going to, like, pee out the sperm like no because you don't pee out no your that's vagina. like a misconception yes please pee is good for you yeah and also like it's okay to take a shower after it's good and maybe that's another way you can be intimate with your partner 
shower with in them. The shower and then clean yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, so many things. Like I've talked to so many people and just have been blown away by the information they've given me and I didn't know that. No, that mouthwash thing, like my mind is blown. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one that so many people struggle with. And I know. People, like, and you have no idea. Like you, the the obvious thing is to brush your teeth. Yeah, right. no one's gonna tell you, because people don't approve of oral sex anyway. Not even when you're married. Yeah. That's bad. And you can still get like bacteria in your mouth that you don't want, and so mouthwash. Like, be careful. Oh my Practice gosh. safe sex. Those are all such good tips, but also mm-hmm. like, if you're. I had a friend who was, like, so scared to tell her mom that she was sexually active. But, of course, she's telling her mom's insurance. Like, she couldn't go to the doctor in secret, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember when she, like, finally, like, got up the guts to, like, talk to her mom. And was like, Mom, like, I need to be on birth control. And her mom was shocked at first because she was young. Mm -hmm. But also, she was, like, so grateful that she came to her. Yeah. You know, instead of, like, trying to sneak around and, like, find these ways, like, just talk to your parents. Yeah. Chances are your parents have made mistakes. Yeah, because your parents aren't going to tell you. No. They don't even talk to you about the healthy sex. They're not going to talk to you about the unhealthy sex that they had. Exactly. The unprotected. You'd be surprised. I know. But I think parents appreciate that. And, like, even if you're scared. I would so appreciate that. They want the best for you. You know, I'd Mm -hmm. be like, yes, let's get you on birth control. It's not, like, giving you permission. No. It's protecting you. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And it's such a complicated and it's a hard thing to deal with. And so you need that security and you need to feel safe especially with your parents to be able to talk to them about these things yeah i think there's a a fine line between um being like a naive parent Mm -hmm. and being the mom for mean girls oh yeah (laughs) i've never seen that show so i I haven't no so i don't know what it is but such a pure child I know. But, so she walks in, and her daughter and her boyfriend are making out on her bed, on the daughter's bed. And she comes in, she's like, can I get you guys anything? And lists off some things, including, like, an alcoholic beverage and condoms. And then she's like, later or earlier in the show, I don't know, she talks about how she's a cool mom. She's not like other moms. She's a cool mom. she... She allows it to happen. She encourages it. I'll give you those condoms. And I think that, obviously, I'm not going to... Solicit that. Right. I'm not going to be sliding condoms under my child's door for them and their sexual partner. But also, like, I want my son or daughter to come to me and be like, hey, like, I'm having sex with my significant other, so I think, right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want her to get pregnant so what can we do Mm -hmm. you know then i'd be like okay one i don't really want you doing that but if you're going to be doing that please make sure she's on birth control and you better wear a condom every time Mm -hmm. or our next conversation is not going to be that fun yeah 
you know, because we're going to be talking about the cost of babies, and they're not cheap. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention was just along with how Utah has a terrible sex education program, in my opinion. It does. Um, because it's, it's not addressed mm-hmm. very well, but there is the queer sexuality that isn't taught at all. Right. Anyone who is gay, lesbian, bisexual, like, they do not teach you any of the other kinds of sex. It's just vaginal. That's so true. And that can be, that's where a lot of the STDs and AIDS, and that's why gay people have the stigma of having all these things is because they weren't taught. No, they had no idea. And maybe they just weren't interested, so they tuned out when people were talking about sex, and and then when they have their own kind of sex. Or maybe they felt excluded. Yeah. You know, maybe they felt... And it's embarrassing. Unaccepted, and, and yeah. And it's hard enough to accept that you're having this sexual awakening or whatever. Right. And so you're terrified, especially here in this area. You're terrified to even date. And so what do you do? Well, I need this to be satisfied, so I'm just going to go straight to sex. Because I can do that in secret. Right. But it's really hard. It takes a lot more effort and work to put in an emotional investment into someone and date and, like, have a because, relationship. Because, like, what if I get attached yeah, I don't want to do that. And I don't even think gay is right, and so I, I can't do any of that. Ugh, but but having the right? sex is, is fine. And I know. It's scary. It's so hard. And so no one even talks about it. No one explains what it's like. And so your only education as a queer person is pornography. Yeah. That's so what you're taught. So do you, do you want to teach queer sex? I think it should be addressed. How, like... So I mean, it's really not to... not even that. You don't even have to explain very much. You can just explain that some people like it this way or this way. Just at least acknowledge that that is another way for people to have sex, so they don't feel so shamed and embarrassed. I feel like it's but pretty established in your four ways of sex. In the four ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. It's pretty. Established. But they only talk about the first. Yeah. At least in my experience, they only ever talked about the first. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know. Like, I remember... And no one talks about, what is it, foreplay? Nobody talks about foreplay. And, hi, what is sex without foreplay? And, yeah, for the woman, the woman cannot, like, perform correctly. There is no foreplay. There needs to be foreplay (laughs) for the woman. The man is okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're easy. Yeah, they're easy. It's intuitive. Yeah. Um, I remember... So... Actually, the same girl who was telling me about derping her boyfriend. Okay. Um, we were looking through her sister's yearbook in eighth grade. Well, we probably had just finished seventh grade. Her sister had just graduated high school, and we were looking through the high school yearbook, and she's like, oh, my gosh, he's so hot. My sister gave him a BJ. Oh. And I remember being like, what? What's that? What's a BJ? <laughs> <laughs> My brother's friend's name is BJ. Yeah, I was going to say, I know someone <laughs> named BJ. You know? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what it is. And she like, looks at me like, how stupid can you be? She was like, like it's a blowjob. And I was like, <laughs> still, what's that? Still, like, I'm not following. Where, where are we going with this? Right? And so, straight up, my friend tells me in what it is. seventh grade what a blowjob is. And, like, me, like, dumb, like, 13 year old like I'm literally picturing like blowing bubbles <laughs> like 
<laughs> like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. <laughs> I'll give him a BJ, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I just, like, it's so not talked about. But then, also, like, I remember my mom saying, like, I went home and told her what my <laughs> friend had said. My mom said, like, oh my gosh, like, kids these days are doing things that your dad and I don't even do. Like, well... And I was like... That's... Doesn't mean it's not okay. <laughs> you know, and I remember thinking, like, so it must not be okay when you're married. Right? Yeah. Everyone has different relationships with sex. Everyone feels comfortable doing different things. And so just because you're not doing it... Like, but, like, maybe you should try it. Yeah. Maybe you'll experiment. like it. Get a little <laughs> <Yeah>. frisky. <laughs> you know? But I think it's okay to experiment. I think that's something that people also need to understand is, like, if you're married or you choose to have sex outside of marriage um, and it's safe and protected. And consensual. We missed and that consensual, part. <laughs> it's okay to experiment and it's okay to say, I don't like that. And it's okay to say, like, I want you to do this. And, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes women think that they only have sex to please the man. It's a because huge... You also, can. because, like, it happens a lot quicker for them, mm-hmm. you know? And that's just that's just what they're taught, that if you please the man, then he will then show you the love and affection you want. Right. And he gives you your children. Yeah. Great. Because so that's, that's all them. that you need. Yeah. But it's like, no, you deserve that orgasm just as yeah. much as he does. You deserve max pleasure In every your time relationship. you have sex. You know? You do. And... If he has to foreplay and wait till he can penetrate you, then he has to, mm-hmm. you know? And that's okay. And I don't really know, but I would imagine that he would not mind doing any of that for <laughs> you. No, I don't think so. I think it's okay. Just a little bit of communicating. Yeah. I mean, maybe he will be frustrated that it's taking too long, but honestly, honey, you can calm down. Because you can wait, because guess what? You'll be real quick. <laughs> Yeah. You'll be in and out of here real quick. Yeah. And you'll be asleep before we know it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is just, like, making sure we normalize sex. Not to the point of our children are having sex whenever they please. Not encouraging it. Right. But we need to make sure it. that, like, if they're going to have sex, that it's going to be safe. You know? Yeah. And if... Because honestly, it just baffles my mind because STDs, AIDS, that can be eradicated in a single generation. Yeah. All you have to do is not have sex with someone who has it. Right. Like, it's not... It came about. But then don't you feel sad for them? Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Like, I'm not going to go have sex with them. (laughs) I'm not volunteering. But, like, I do. I truly feel sad that these people, like, don't... Like, they feel like they just don't get that anymore. It you is, know? Especially it is it, sad. A lot of times, it wasn't their choice. Like, I think mm-hmm. about my grandpa all the time, and it's And it is. Some of them are passed down through birth. Yeah. And so, yeah, some people are born with it. Yeah, and, yeah, sure. they're... So, yeah, it is... I understand that statement's a little... No, but I totally... Wild. But in a big aspect, we can <laughs> conflict this problem... In a big way, <laughs> like yeah. if we just were smart about how we had sex, but because people are so scared to even talk about it, they go about having sex in very sketchy ways. Yeah, like in 
like in a sound booth. Right now. (laughs) Right now. Fourth floor BYU. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry over. Come on. There's a line. It's an orgy. You better have been tested, but (laughs) I don't care how many people. (laughs) We check at the door. (laughs) Yeah. If you can fit in the door, you're welcome. (laughs) We can fit a lot of people in here. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're all naked. (laughs) Exactly. How quick do you think we get kicked out? Don't have orgies, kids. That, yeah, that sounds scary. Or three ways. Yeah. Just be be good. Be safe. Be safe. Be smart. And be consensual. If you... Be clear. Communicate. Need someone to talk to, call Brad and I. Hit me up. Honestly, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if I know you, like, well. I will not judge you. I will talk to you about sex. I will... I know resources. I will get you places. I'll give you all my tricks and tips, whether it's straight, gay. I mean, those are the only two ways. <laughs> yeah. I can't, like, give experience. I can have sex with you, but... I mean, depending on who you are. Depends on what you look like. But, yeah, seriously. Like, if you guys need someone to talk to, if you're underage or you have no one to talk to or you don't know where to go, like... I'm on Instagram. I got an email. Let Brad know. Brad yeah, I'll can, give you my number. Brad can send you my way, and I'll be happy to talk to you. Yeah, if you feel like talking to a girl instead of a boy, but whatever. It's fine. And, yeah. Yeah. We are here for you. Let's For stop. everybody, not just sex. <laughs> yeah. Let's face sex together. <laughs> Head on. All four. <laughs> vaginal, Especially anal, navel. oral, and navel. I'm just picturing, like, two people just rubbing their navels together, like... Or, like... No genitalia. Like, picture, like two girls, and she's, like, putting her finger in <laughs> That's kinky. That's Cut the, that out. That's the good way. That's the good... That's how you have sex. I love it. That's safe. I don't, think, so. I don't think you can get STDs from that. Please. Unless you got something under your Naval head. sex all the way. Yeah, unless you got some nasty belly. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't cleaned it out in years. Nails. Part of the umbilical cord is still <laughs> there. <laughs> you guys, Brad makes me laugh like nobody else. Uh, I make a lot of people laugh like nobody else because I'm nobody else. Because <laughs> I'm Brad. Because I'm me. Anyway, a secret is a story untold and I just told it. Bang for it. <laughs> Screw for it. All the things. Uh, pause it. Pause so, it? Yes, yeah, stop. You have to push both buttons. This one? Yes.